Bitcoin changes absolutely everything. Hello, beautiful people. First things first, a big shout out to each and every one of you for tuning in. I hope you've been soaking up all the value we've been dishing out in every episode. Now here's the scoop. We're all about keeping things chill and ad-free. Yep, you heard it right. No pesky ads interrupting your listening experience. We're all in on this value-for-value model. Oh, but wait, there's more. Ever heard of Podcasting 2.0? We're talking about apps like Breeze and Fountain. Tune in with those apps and guess what? While you're enjoying our banter, you're earning sats. And here's a twist. You can use those sats to give us a boost or stream them our way. It's like high-fiving us through the airwaves. But hey, the fun doesn't stop there. You can also support the show by subscribing and sharing it with your friends and family. Alright folks, now it's showtime. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Hey John, uh, thanks for making the time and sorry about the yeah uh, time delays and the other cancellation as well. But yeah, thanks for being so considerate and making adjustments. So no, yeah, right, no problem. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, so welcome to the show. We can jump straight into it. You can, uh, you wanna give a brief introduction or like like a background about yourself as as you were just mentioning off recording was like uh, what do you do for work as in yeah, uh, you want to cover that off again sure sure i can go um you know as far as uh bitcoin persona goes uh my name is john i think anybody that does know me on twitter probably knows me from um pleb minor month and pleb minor monthly uh, show I do with Max Bit by Bit on the Bit by Bit pod. Um, it's a monthly show where we, it's mainly a comedy show, but we also manage to squeeze in some mining talk there as well. Um, outside of Bitcoin Twitter, which seems like if you don't know somebody on Bitcoin Twitter, it's it's kind of difficult to know that they're a Bitcoiner. Um, <laughs> but off of that, there's a number of Telegram groups that I'm involved in, the, the Mesh Tadell and the, the Pleb Miner monthly telegram group um personally i'm uh i'm in telecom construction that's what i do for my my fiat job to earn the cuck bucks in order to blow all my money on mining uh been doing that for i think 28 years off and on mostly on uh in the military and in private sector telecom construction and that's that's a short synopsis of who i am Oh yeah, wow, uh, and and yeah, another thing that you were just like, cause we are chatting about like the number of people that are on the dole, and and you mentioned something interesting that like in the last few years you've seen like there's, it's harder to put us as you're saying it was harder to put uh, a stop or clear blockades on the road like during the day, as there's more people that are out and about compared to like four years ago when there was like sure. it was easier to yeah yeah it's it's pretty wild and and um so what i do in in it's telecom construction so you're you're connecting a to b that's yeah. essentially what you do in in uh in in that kind of craft so quite often i have to shut down a road or shut down a lane to to do the work that i need to do and it used to be pretty easy. About nine o'clock after the kids got dropped off at school, you'd be able to set up on the road and do whatever you needed to do. Slight traffic control, you know, difference there. And uh, during lunchtime, you're going to get a lunch rush. There'll be more people out on the road. And, and then that ends and then until the kids get picked back up at school. But now there are just so many damn people out all the time. It's really stunning. I don't know what they're doing out on the road. Um, I figure that they all used to have jobs. You can kind of account for it that they're work from home people. Um, yep. but even that, that's kind of few and far between. It's not like we live in New York city mm. and, uh, that's, uh, there's a bunch of professionals. I'm in a Western Pennsylvania town in, in the United States. It's a former, former steel town, former industrial area, coal mining, steel manufacturing, glass, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, the only yep. thing propping us up now is is oil and gas production, uh, fracking and nat- natural <clears> gas <throat> mm-hmm, work. So, the sheer number of people that are out and about can't be accounted for, um, you know, from people that are work from home. 
Right. So I think the, the unemployment number here is, is astronomical. And the number of people that are on government assistance must also be astronomical. I don't think we'll ever yeah. we'll ever know those those actual numbers because there's so many different levels of it. Well, you could be on food stamps. Mm. Your children can be on free school lunch, which also means free breakfast. Yeah, um, you you could be getting some sort of debit card or a stipend for your cell phone or for continuing education mm. or childcare. Yes, or some other kind of allowance. I think they have car allowances. Um, you know, not not to to bitch about people. If, if listen, if somebody's trying, that's great, fine. Okay. Me personally, I'm you know a, a free market uh, economics guy, hmm. Austrian school of economics, you know type opinion base. So I don't believe any of these programs should exist. They should all be, you know, fraternal organizations or community based organizations or church organizations. If you need help from somebody, that should not kick up tax dollars to the government and then trickle it back down to everyone else. But fine, if you are on the system, get off as soon as possible. But I don't see that. You don't see a fire in anybody's belly mm. to do anything like that anymore. So it, it becomes frustrating when you're out on the roads every day and it's zero degrees outside and my hands hurt, my body hurts, and I've been mm. doing this for a long time. And, uh, you know, I see people driving down the road, going to McDonald's, and they're in their, their pajamas and flip-flops and... Right. It's 10 o'clock and they're just now trying to rush into McDonald's to get breakfast. Mm, uh, mm. It's extremely frustrating. I don't know how we got on that topic to begin with. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but yeah, at the same time, like as you said, like there's no fire in the fire in, like in these people's belly anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, how much of it, how much of that just comes from like the, the, the rate at which inflation is like going these days right like it's like like people see no hope like they, they get sort of used mm -hmm. to used to the uh the dole or the free money that's been thrown at them so that then they're yeah. like oh and then it's like hard to go past that as is like oh is, is it yeah just something that they get used to that oh this is what they get from the government and then they can probably do something else for like to cover uh to make ends meet like uh, and but yeah, most of it is like yeah, they get it from the government. And uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But you get uh, you got the like the point that I was trying to make there, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What do they call that? Like the the lie flat movement. Mm. Yes. Yeah, this is this is a I, I don't know how old you are. You you look young. Um, you know the the Zoomer generation or or pre millennials and. Uh, you know they've they've supposedly worked hard. They've been promised all these things in life if they just go to college and they they check all the boxes and jump through the hoops. They should get out of college and and get a good job. Of course, you go right into a high paying management job because you went to college. Mm. You know not not that the workforce actually requires that particular skill or that particular position, but they have been told that that I will do that. And then they get out into the workforce and they're they're offered far less than they can. Then they need to pay their student loans. Then they need to to live out okay. on their own. Or if you're, you know, personally, I think if you're a young man, you should be starting a family, mm. you know, at, at at a relatively, you know, relatively early in in life. But they can't do any of these things. So they say, well, what's the point? I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit in neutral. Right, right, right. Yes. Mm. To me, that that seems strange. It's like when I was that age, I was dealt a lot of challenges. You know, I, right. I, um, I was in the, the Marine Corps as a kid. Um, and when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had a, a good job to start off with right away. As soon as I got out, um, that was, you know, right at the tail end of the dot-com boom. Mm. So in the telecom industry, we were still building these huge pipelines, you know, right. city to city, just right. bandwidth everywhere. Mm. And, um, you know, so that was a good job, and that went for a long stretch. But then I lost that job, and you couldn't get a job to save your life in telecom. Early 2000s, there were tons of guys that you know had 20, 30 years in the industry, and they were having a hard time getting a job. Wow. But I still had a fire in my belly. I mean, it sucked. I got laid off. Right. I moved. I sold cars for a little bit, mm. and I moved down to to Florida to work at a small telecom job. Got laid off from that. Moved to yep. Louisiana and sold cars which believe me that is not my 
that's not my cup of tea. I'm not good at selling car. I'll show you the car all day long, you know, <laughs> but when it comes time to, to asking somebody for money for the car and then going into negotiations, I'm like, fuck yeah. this. I don't want anything to do with it. No, nah, but I still, yeah. I still had a fire in my belly. Mm. Went back to college to get an engineering degree at my late twenties. I think I was 28. Right. You know, there was still a fire in, in, in my belly at that time. But it seems like kids, I don't want to say kids, it sounds like an old fucker, you, you know, but people from a, a younger generation, it's just so easy to extinguish that fire within them. Mm. A small mm. challenge, like you aren't making a shitload of money straight out of college. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Go lay block for a while. Go be a carpenter. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think a big uh, contributor to like that is putting off that fire is uh is just uh the, this tiktok sort of fast mm-hmm. media that is uh yeah capturing people's mind right like all, well said yeah yeah it's like yeah distraction basically easily distracted and yeah and i the, think the, the way that the media is presented to them too you can mm-hmm. bring up a great point with the tiktok it's like oh aren't i supposed to see instant results in about 45 seconds <laughs> Mm. life is not a montage yeah yeah uh john before yeah before we keep rambling on 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 these topics like at what point or when did you find bitcoin how did you find bitcoin and yeah it was like um 2011 and there was a guy i worked with named rick lang who's now like a serious shit coiner by the way and uh, <laughs> right. he was just talking about it and it's i have a very techie type it's it, it's my job is kind of in between high technical work mm. you know uh high level craft and construction work so it's a strange hodgepodge of guys that, that work in this garage we got farmers we got mechanics we got you know nerds and it's an interesting group of of guys but anyways he's he was has always been into computers like that's what he used to say back in the day oh he's into computers <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> before everybody was a coder it was like very few people actually could write code but this you know he was into computers and he told me about it and i was building a computer at that time and he's like oh um you know this is this is bitcoin and you can install this on your computer and it it runs this program. You know, this was like my basic understanding of it. And I was like, oh, I got to try that right away. So I ran home. My wife used to work um, upstairs here in this house. She's doing project management for another telecom company. And uh, so she, you know, gets off her computer. I was like, hold on, I got to go and I got to install this thing. You know, and you can mm-hmm. actually mine on your computer backing, you know, the node. Yep. And um, <clears throat> it was all, excuse me. It was all on on your computer. You didn't need it. They didn't have basic, you know, servers back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mined for a little bit. Like that's what appealed to me. It wasn't trying to find somebody to to buy off of. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was mining. I thought that that was cool. So I let it go for a little bit, and um, didn't pay much of attention to it. And I've always been a very paranoid person. You know, the government's out to get me. Somebody's spying on my computer. And I thought, I never even looked into it, by the way. Never read the white paper. Never looked into the technology. Didn't understand the the scarcity aspect of it. Um, It was just a complete wasted opportunity, really. Um, So I I ran that on my computer for a good bit of time. I don't know, a month. Did I hit a block? Yep. No idea. Mm. I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Um, And so then I uninstalled it. So just yeah, just before you go on there, I'll probably like I have a similar story as well, and this is probably around the same period, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, is that uh, I, I heard about Bitcoin, uh, through I think it was like some of these blog posts that were back there. This is uh, yeah, I can't remember what exactly, but I but I remember uh coming across something or oh, you install these softwares on your computer and you keep your computer on and you'll be mm-hmm. able to make yeah. some money it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay I, can, I have a computer I, yeah. this is some easy way to make some money and i installed it as well i install i install these yeah and i, I remember there's like this because you had the miner and then you had then there was a then you had to link this other application to the miner mm-hmm. so that that's where you get your rewards 
and there was no there was no bip 39 so there's no seed phrase uh, as in yeah. there's no yeah there was no words there was like a long string that was yeah so... i just used to have a, a paper i printed it on a paper and i put it in a fireproof safe in my basement that's what the... <laughs> i wrote it <laughs> i wrote it on a sticky note and i yeah put it in yeah. my drawer <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever mind. Uh, like yeah, and I, I and the reason I turned it off was because uh, I used to play Counter Strike, like this online first-person shooter game. With your, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's you play that over like it's basically I'm sitting at home and you're sit, like it's uh yeah I think it's one of the first games that you could play remotely like with your friends and whatever. So. And that started getting really laggy. And then I realized it's, oh, because this miner is running in the background. My game's getting really laggy. So I un- I installed uh, uninstalled all of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a very, very similar yeah. uh, origin story there. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many missed opportunities have you had in your life? It's just most of them weren't worth, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a, I did a, you know, we had this segment on, on the show. Max came up with this idea a, a while ago called Bite Size Bitcoin, another one called Fudbusters. Right. I think the Fudbusters one, only two of them have ever been done, but Bite Size Bitcoins, um, a few people did a, a couple of Bite Size Bitcoin segments. I've done a bunch of them, maybe 10. And one of them is called Hash the Torch. And okay. it's, these are like five, 10 minute spoken word segments or at least that's the way i write them um and it was called hash the torch and i go over that you know i started mining about this time not sure if i ever hit a block mm-hmm. uninstalled it come back years later the point it i tried to make in this hash the torch and the idea behind hash the torch is if you have knowledge of bitcoin mainly mining knowledge you know because mm. that's the sector that interests me most um be available to people you know, if they want to reach out and understand mining, then be there for them. Okay. Um, if they want to try it and you have some old equipment, uh, give it to them. You know, a, a buddy of mine, Chet, is like really, really good about that. He bought a pallet of S9s, most oh, wow. of them broken. Mm-hmm. And he just works on them every now and again. If somebody wants to come to his shop and come to his mine and help him fix them, he'll give it to you. Right. He's he really taken up that mantle of hashing the torch, teaching people about mining giving them a miner, empowering them to do that. And it's very important for me to do that is because I, I missed my opportunity. Mm. I missed my chance at generational wealth. If it just like somebody had gotten a hold of me and said, hey, this is actually Bitcoin. This isn't just something you run and then you make money because that was the yes. same as you. That was my only understanding. Yep. All of these principles of Bitcoin and why we're in it now and why we love it and why we see it as a tool for for human flourishing and mm-hmm. sovereignty and to be detached from you know government corruption and central banks and all the, you know all these these morality plays that we make these philosophical plays we didn't know any of that you just wanted to play some shooter game with your boys <laughs> you know I was just like afraid that the the NSA was spying on me you know the right. Patriot Act was relatively fresh at, at that time here in the United States. It was only about you know eight years old. And that was very paranoia got the best of me. But if somebody was willing to hash the torch, somebody's willing to grab a hold of one of us and say, hey, dummy, mm-hmm. you know, don't you understand that it, it, it does this, this, and that? Right. So I don't want anybody else to to miss that opportunity. We all still say that we're very early. Mm-hmm. Right? Like sometimes I don't believe that, sometimes I do. I'm all over the place in the very early thing. Mm-hmm. But we are. So there's still opportunity to, if somebody is interested, if somebody wants to, you know, like I said, mining, I'm going to do what I can do to help them out so they don't make the same mistake that I did. Nice. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and yeah, just going back to your, like, so you found Bitcoin back in 2011. And from the sounds of it, yeah, you had to come back to it at a later stage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. You know, it. I think it's a lot of people have this exact same story. And in, in mm. 2017 is the year that everybody's gonna, you know, look back at. They go, wait a minute. You know, I mm. was messing around with that. 
And that's the big kick yourself in the ass. You're a stupid motherfucker moment right there. And you're like, okay, well, that that's not going to happen to me again. Mm. You know, I'm going to get into this. All right. Wait a minute. There's other things now, not just (laughs) Bitcoin. And then, you know, it's, it's difficult. I'm I'm sure like, you 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 go through this asking people the, these origin story questions and you see these exact same patterns over and over and over again. You didn't pay attention to it. Um, something big happened, a bull run, price run up, something like that. You get interested. You get the FOMO. You have to recoup your what you theoretically lost. You know. <laughs> so I'm going to do these extra steps. I'm now going to shitcoin. I got to make I got to make up time. <laughs> You know, you're you're you 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 miss the boat in the race. You you fell behind. You fell asleep. You get back up. Um, you try to cheat, essentially. Um, mm. and there's no cheating. Uh, with with my shitcoinery stuff, I never got wrecked. Like everybody always has that similar story. Oh, I invested in, you know, I don't know these stupid token names. I'm not going to use one of the dirty ones. That's the first one that popped up in my head because uh, it was funnier. But, you know, people go in, in, into all these shit coins and then they get wrecked. But I, I didn't. I did okay at that time. Like, I, I sold some. and This is 2017? Sorry. No, uh, the, this was probably 2018. Right. 2018, 2019, my, right. my shit phase. Right, right. And uh, I did okay. You know, but then, then, then I got out of that because you start to understand now here's all these moral and philosophical arguments mm. Oh, with pre-mines, you know, you're actually ripping people off. Somebody's going to get holding the bag there. These right. things are worthless. You understand proof of work. Um, you know, you, you just come to terms with things on a philosophical level. So I, I didn't come to the philosophical level till 2019. Then it was back to mining again. Oh, I, 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 want, I want to do this thing now. Okay, now I, I, I got some S9s on eBay, mined in mm. the garage for a while. Uh, did okay there. China exodus happened. Yep. Upgraded everything. Then I get real, real deep into mining and heat capture and heating my home with ASICs. And all right, now I know a lot about this stuff. I want to talk to other people about it. And get on Bitcoin Twitter. And Interesting. Yep. Things just evolved from there. So, so you always went back to mining, and then, uh, as you mentioned, like you are trying to. Uh, I guess it's your background, right? Like your telecom or I think so, yeah. yeah, and and heat capture, and I think it's the, I think it's the other parties would be like, from the sounds of it, it's like you you're someone who likes tinkering, like getting more hands on sure, with yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, one thing that you mentioned was, is like there was this pat- that the government is coming after you or the paranoia aspect of it where do you think that comes from is it your ex like your your time with the military was is does that come from there or is it like something can you hear me oh yeah i can hear you now okay sorry i, I got a call oh okay so it, okay. it killed jitsi right did you bit. hopefully that wasn't yeah all right, you're you were asking why does mining appeal to me? Is is it my background? No, so uh, yeah, the but uh, post that uh, another thing that you mentioned was paranoia. Sure. And, yeah, and I was just uh, so I was curious as to where does that come from? Was it uh, is, is it does that come from your military background? Hmm. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Right. It could. You know, what I did in the military wasn't anything exceptional. I was also a, a telephone man in, in telecom in, in the military as well. Right. Um, so I wasn't in, in infantry or intelligence and never saw combat. I was in, you know, in the late 90s. There was nothing really going on at that time. Mm. Um, you see a lot of bullshit. You know, you, yep. you see the power structures with, within the military and... Um, you see them make stupid mistake one right after another. Mm. Um, I, I, I guess it's just a, a healthy questioning for authority. Right. Yes. Okay. You don't have to study history for very long to realize <laughs> that, that uh, 
almost all governments are corrupt, that everybody in power is, is corrupt. There are mm. very few angels out there that are going to go into politics or going to leadership. Mm. Um, most people who are good, wholesome people don't want anything to do with power yes. or politics or leadership. They just want to be left alone. They want to spend time with their family. They want to, you know, mm. do good for their community. They want to work hard. They don't want to be in leadership roles. Um, yep. and I guess, so I guess I've just always had a, a, a healthy skepticism of authority. Yeah, suppose it's not paranoia. I, I think it's just a healthy skepticism and a, and a knowledge of of history. I, I say the word paranoia, but I like to believe that um, my viewpoints are rational. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, and okay. So just to switch gears a bit, like, what's the origin story with the pleb mining monthly with the pleb mining monthly show? Because Max is based in in the UK, and you're based mm -hmm. in the yeah. So like, how, how did you guys come together and like decide to put something on like this? Yeah, um, I've known Max for over two years now. Okay, and it started with he and a, and a, a couple other guys had a, a group called the Mesh Dadel. Okay, and they were doing pods on self sovereignty and regenerative agriculture, right, and uh, permaculture and things like that. You know, how mm -hmm. to sustain your, you and your family um, if shit hits the fan or, um, you know, that was during hard COVID yes. lockdown mm -hmm. government overreach times. So a lot of people were thinking, what if, you know, what do I need to do to, to harden my, my family um, against state attacks? And the theory came out, well, citadels. Remember that was the, you know, everything, well, I'm going to build a citadel, citadel. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. my buddy Soul Exporter came up with the theory of the mesh citadel. And the theory is pretty much you can build all the citadels you want, but mm -hmm. might makes right. And you'll never be able to, to build a citadel big enough that can withstand state attack. It's mm -hmm. just not going to happen. So we came up with the theory of the Meshtadel. Well, if you're smaller, if you have very good local community ties, mm. if you have good international community ties, mm. um, you can kind of stay fluid and flexible mm. and survive a, a state attack. You know, these these are fun um, fun games. You you know you can work out. Right. with your friends or your kids, you know, different what-if scenarios. Right. So he did this with his son, laid out these what-if scenarios, and they came out the idea that you would have mesh dells, just individual nodes within a larger mesh network. Mm. So I, I actually have always been a fan of, of Bit by Bit and have listened to Max's pod for a long time. Uh, but they started doing these spaces, these mesh right. dell spaces. Max, Soldex, um, another guy named Chino, Mm. And um, I was listening to his spaces. It was working overtime one night, and I was like, "Wow, these guys are really speaking my language here." Mm -hmm. And uh, I was busy at work and didn't get a chance to respond and jump in the spaces. But I had um, replied on Twitter to the Meshtadel account saying, "Hey, I wanted to talk about mining and heat capture at home and, and uh, different sources of electricity, like solar and." Right, black diesel and diesel engines and recycling vegetable oil and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, Max had DM'd me back like, "Hey, that's pretty interesting. Do you want to talk about it?" I was like, "Sure." He's like, "Okay, we let's do a pod together." So that was it. And then we did a pod together. Um, that was like right. two years ago, and we've just been buddies ever since. Nice, yeah. And yeah, I mean, just for people that are listening and they probably haven't come across uh, the pleb minor monthly sure. show like you want to uh, yeah just uh, you did mention it's like a sort of a comedy show but you want to get sort of it is sort of yeah <laughs> uh, the the impetus behind that is, is you know max and i did the pod together and he he would ask me to do these these bite-sized bitcoin segments on mining because of the bite-sized bitcoin they wanted to cover lots of different topics wallets privacy you know whatever you can do and so I explained some different mining concepts. 
And um, those went over pretty well, I, th I thought. At the same time, my wife was working, planning a Bitcoin mining conference. Right. And um, we, you know, she was working on that conference and then they needed some some help, like trying to figure out panels and such like that. And I said, well, hey, why don't, why don't you guys do a panel about small scale miners, you know, poker mm -hmm. miners. There's lots of stories to tell there. And uh, so I was talking to one of the organizers and I said, listen, you know, we, we can have like people up on stage where I interview them and then we can go to the audience and they can ask questions like, how do you do heat capture? You know, how do you deal with noise mitigation? Things like that. This kind of information really wasn't so prevalent like it is now. There's so many great telegram groups and people talking about small scale mining. But at the time, there just weren't a lot. It was more mm. geared towards, you know, medium scale uh, to larger scale mining. So one of the organizers was like, yeah, that, that's all right. That makes sense. And so I started organizing it. I called people up. I said, hey, are you going to make this conference? Um, get your free tickets. We can get up on stage. We can talk. We can present. You know, if you have fan shrouds, bring the fan shrouds. If you have miners, you, you bring the miners. We can talk about all these different small aspects of, of mining. So I started to coordinate that. And then it just seemed like the conference, or the people in the conference were going in the wrong direction. Mm. And um, my wife and I were talking. Maybe, maybe this isn't the place where you need to be directing your your energy. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure this is upholding pleb values. And I don't want to. I don't want to disparage anybody. Mm, you know, mm. that's the direction that they decided to go. So she decided to pull to pull out. Right. But I had already coordinated with all these guys. Mm. It was. I can tell you who it was. I still remember. It's a guy named J.P. Watts. Yep. Michael Schmidt, Schnitzel, uh, tech engineer, tech engineer 21, a buddy barn miner. These, these were the guys that I had gathered to do this um, event with. And so mm -hmm. I had then tell them like, hey, yeah, yeah, I planned all this stuff. And if you were planning on going to the conference, sorry, but I'm not doing it anymore. Right. And that was kind of embarrassing. You know, I was even promoting it out on Twitter. Hey, you know, please come to this conference and you get to meet these people and this is what we're, we'll be talking about. Mm. So I already had this crew gathered. I already had, you know, all these questions and topics that I wanted to cover. Mm. And, um, you know, I was just talking to Max on the phone just as a friend. And he's like, well, that sucks. Well, mm. why don't we do a show with them? So that was it. It was just going to be like one show. Right. And then yeah. we we're like, well, there's just so much here. We could do more than one show. Mm. Why don't we do like a week of shows? It'll just be like one after another. Bam, bam, bam. We'll interview these people. And then it just snowballed. Well, I talk to these people. Why don't we give away some miners? True. Okay. I'm going to call uh, somebody gets me in contact with Kaboom Racks. Mm. Talk to them. Hey, can you guys give away some miners? And my buddy Alex was who I talked to. Kaboom Racks Alex. And he's like, yeah, I can give away too. And I said, okay, uh, that's awesome. I'll match you. I'll give away two miners also. Give, put, you know, send me an invoice for two miners. I'll pay that. So we started talking about it. And then somebody else contacted me and said, I'll give away a miner too. And then my buddy Chet con uh, had heard um, my wife on a pod with Max. And in the pod, she said uh, something, you know, he's talking about the, the noise of the miners in the house. And she's like, oh, it's kind of like the heartbeat of the home. So my buddy Chet hears that. And... and yeah, right. the water. yeah. <laughs> and my buddy Chet hears that and I get in contact with him and he's like, oh, I heard, heard your wife's pot. That's awesome. Heartbeat of the home. I want to help out too. What can I do? And I wow. said, okay, well, you can give away a miner. So he's like, I got miner, all kinds of miners I can give away. He, he's the one <laughs> I told you he bought a pallet of miners and invites people over to, you know, he'll teach them how to fix them for, for nothing. Right. And um, everything just started snowballing. It, it just began talking to all these people the the appetite for giving stuff away and doing this hash the torch thing mm. was so strong. And, and it was like, we got to do more. We got to do more shows. We got to give away more stuff. We got to make this a whole month. We recorded so much content that I, Max was like getting sick because <laughs> he was staying up all night editing. Yep. Yeah. And then he'd be exhausted and he'd go to work and then he would come back and edit some more. It was just like interviewing people, editing, giving stuff away. Um, the node, my buddies, all the node runners, a Brinky node runner, SF, all, all these node runner guys got involved and they started giving stuff away. So it became like this worldwide movement almost. It was a really, really exciting time. Um, 
and then it went over so well they were like well we might as well just do this show every month uh, yeah, and around when was this uh, the giveaways around which uh, was it 2020? Was... 20... Oh, August of 2022. 2022. August, August 2020. of last year. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It really took off. It, it was exciting. You, you know, most people know the skull. Yes. yes. That was, you know, it was like, we need a logo. Mm. And um, so we had a meeting. Me, my wife, Mr. Crown, who who works on Governable Misfits with Max. Yep. Um, I'll say this, anybody listen, if you go to ungovernablemisfits.com and look under art, um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Crown has about 10 different offerings right now of custom prints that he's done. Um, each one is signed and numbered, uh, 21 each. So that's my little plug for for crown <laughs> go um, buy his stuff yeah it's, it's, it's some of his stuff is so cool yeah i, I have mm-hmm. it on my uh, desktop wallpaper mobile wallpaper yeah yeah That's, cool yeah cool. hopefully someday i can get one of his prints put it i have uh, i have four of them and yeah and no, i love no, them yeah. it's just a it's really good stuff and anyway that, that's my plug for crown so we all get together and and uh we're you know throwing ideas at each other and I really like these like antique fans, antique desk fans, mm. you know, maybe like 1930s, 1940s. And we'd send a couple of pictures back and forth of what these like Westinghouse made one, these, these desk fans, mm. they had like this certain logo to them. Um, skulls. We talked about skulls. It, it, the number of things that we laid out in this conversation was maybe like three or four basic things. And Crown's like, okay, all right, I got it. I'll let you guys know. And it, I, I swear to God, it was that night or it was the next day in, he, in our little group chat. This is the four of us. And he sends it. And we're like, wow, that's it. A skull with a mohawk that says pleb miner and an ASIC fan in its head. You know, it, it was just absolutely perfect. Everything was clicking. You know, when yeah. something's right, when everything just keeps clicking and things snowball like that, you know, you're on the right path and doing the right thing. Um, so that's yeah. that's how the skull was born. So a lot of people know the skull, yep. but they don't know the show. Mm. Or they know bit by bit, but they don't know the Pleb Minor Monthly. There's too, right. like, too many words, I think. Bit by bit, Pleb Minor Monthly, Pleb Minor Month, mm. Ungovernable Misfits. What is all this stuff? There, there could be a, a branding issue in, in all of that. But it is. It's all our different personalities. You know, Max and Crown have Ungovernable Misfits. Before mm. that, Max had bit by bit. And then I get involved, you know, this redheaded stepchild of this relationship, <laughs> and that's Pleb Minor Monthly. Mm. Um, it's all over the place. But I encourage people to li- listen to the show because, it, yes, we talk a lot about mining, but we talk about all kinds of different things too. And I, I, I like to think that we bring entertainment value beyond mining. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, there's like, there's lots of mining related stuff and then yeah it's quite entertaining as well and especially like max sending up users your way <laughs> you know getting the people <laughs> to send up users your way <laughs> uh but, but but i was gonna say like wh- why would someone consider like an in like because i always i was speaking to katan i'm guessing you're familiar with katan sure everybody knows you, katan. yeah <laughs> and, and i wouldn't be able to to install a core node on Linux without watching Ministry of Nodes videos. <laughs> like I, I can't remember it. I'll even use Ministry of Nodes videos to update Sparrow because you have to go in and do a lot of the same things, and I don't I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So yeah. I have a a on Ministry of Nodes video saved that I often refer to. Nice. Yeah. So it's like um, mining is not profitable, especially like here in Australia or sure. like, oh uh, uh, yeah, so even in the UK, it's like our oh, mining is not pro- profitable or many places they're based on electricity price. But I think like there's a different way to look at it as well, right? It's like maybe it's not profitable like at this moment because yeah, price of Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. But you're earning non-KYC sats, which would go up in value in the future. So. So that's another way of looking at it. So, so I, I guess I'm sort of answering my own question, but like, so why would one consider 
mining at home and like what are the pros and cons and yeah ways to get around it i don't generally recommend it okay (laughs) just to start with okay um you know mining number one how much does your electricity cost that is your number one absolute number one concern um number two you know what's what's your runway for those electricity costs so what is profitability well that is you selling the moment that you get your rewards and then paying your electricity bill and paying your overhead for your your infrastructure right that's instantaneous profitability but like you said well if your main concern is hodling and you know no kyc bitcoin or kyc light i guess it depends on what pool you go with yeah um you know sorry i really spilled water everywhere <laughs> and i take it time yeah you could probably um <clears throat> so that's a very difficult question to answer as far as profitability goes mm. um but really you got to have good electric rates otherwise why would you do this unless you just wanted to learn about it like right. people have all kinds of different hobbies I know guys that go fishing, they must spend four or five grand a year on fishing. A boat, you own a boat? Let's say about a boat, bust out another thousand, you know, for a boat. Well, how much does that hobby cost you? Um, if you just like to mine and you like to tinker around with things and like to see what I can do with this miner, like all these guys that are doing these 120 volt builds now and, and heat capture with that, um, well, that's a hobby for them. And, and they enjoy that, and, and, and they get pleasure out of that by doing it with their kids, by getting a 3D printer out and creating all these shrouds. Um, so you can look at it from the hobby aspect. But in general, if you don't have a good rate, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it, unless you really just like mining and, and you want to mess around with this stuff and you want to make it a commitment. Otherwise, if you just want to get into mining a little bit, buy... You know, a, a bit axe chip and build a bit axe kit with your kids or something like that, or or gecko miner, things of that nature. Something that's low power. Um, otherwise, don't get into mining. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it it's not it's not for everybody, really. Um. Yep, got it. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh... For someone that's not familiar, like, yeah, even I'm not totally familiar with the Bitax. So what exactly is that one? The Bitax one is an open source um, right. miner where you use individual ASIC chips from an S19. Um, so there's a guy named Scott9000 who designed this open source um, build for Bitax. So you get a controller, you have... Um, You've got Wi-Fi on it, cool. Ethernet, and the two, the two ASIC chips. I think up to four. I saw somebody w- doing a build with four. So that's, of course, low wattage. Um, there's also one by Gecko Science that is some sort of um, like USB kind of miner. Right. My buddy Urban Hacker has designed, um, programmed a little, little mining um, software that you can put on a Raspberry Pi. Mm. Yes. So if you want to get into mining, there's there's ways to do this without buying a Bitcoin mining server per se. Mm. Mm. And then if you like that aspect of it, and you can calculate what your power costs are and how much Bitcoin you're mining. If you're mining in a pool, if you're solo mining, you you might just like to to play the lottery. That's where really where I'd recommend True. most people start. Just start there, grasp it, understand it. If you're still hungry for it. I feel like, you know, this is what I say to my kids, like, dad, I, I want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I said this to my, my middle daughter a few months ago. I said, okay, that's a commitment. I want to make sure that you're outside practicing dribbling, that yeah. you're shooting hoops mm-hmm. before you commit the entire family to driving you to basketball games and, 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 and uh, you know, going to practices and staying up late and missing dinner and stuff like that. Let me see yeah. some kind of commitment out of you. Uh, so the, the same thing before you don't just go buy and S, don't just look at your rate and go, oh, wow, I get eight cents kilowatt hour. And uh look, seems like an S19 is affordable. I'm going to go buy one right now. Mm-hmm. Then you hook it up. Oh, I, I don't have a 220 outlet. What kind of outlet do I need? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, maybe not go that route first. If you do, we're here for you. Right. There's plenty of people in the community that you can reach out to and we'll, we'll help you with the, you know, advising on what to say to your electrician on uh, what kind of outlet to install, how to calculate your, you know, cost of mine. We'll help you figure that out. Um, pools. There's lots of people out there that will help you do that. But first, baby steps, I think would be yep. my advice. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. And any, uh, have have you experimented or come across the Apollo miners or anything on? Hmm. Apollo miner. Yeah. No, don't. It's not coming. It's not tripping off any bells. Okay. Yeah. Cause recently, yeah, maybe, maybe I got it wrong, but recently, uh, Odell, like on Citadel dispatch had Bitax and another person who's from a, I think it was Apollo, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I'm, 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 yeah, memory is a bit hazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hmm. I can do a quick check. But... Yeah, yeah, because that, that's, uh, that's bugging me now, Apollo Miner. Uh, l- let me do a quick check, maybe, yeah, just in case I was right wrong. So, Citadel Dispatch, Bitcoin Mining, Future, future Bit and Bitax. Okay, but, f- future bit. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. same same theory that you're just doing it on on a, a small scale, small scale. low wattage. Yep. Yeah. I think some of those things, you know, you can point it to a pool if if you want to, hmm. um, just to see how that works. But I, I I like the aspect of solo mining. I, I really hope to see more people on a big bit axe actually hit a block solo. Mm, yeah, that's always exciting to see. Rooting for the little guy. Everybody loves that. Uh, all right. Uh, John, just to switch gears here a bit, because I remember the last, uh, or just probably the last uh, Pleb Minor Monthly Show, I think you were into a, I don't know how many day fast, but you were into a fast, right? So uh, so what got you? Yeah, I, th- yeah. Think, I think I ended up with 80, 85 hours maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on that fast. I was planning on eating right after um, Max and I got off the phone, but then I got assaulted by kids, you know. So I, I don't think it was a couple more hours, probably like 85 hours. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what got you into fasting? When did you start? Like, and what sort of benefits you've seen from, yeah, from fasting? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm not particularly healthy. You know, I'm not like out of shape or anything like that or, or sickly, but but I'm not like a like a health and fitness guy or anything like that. I, I suppose the one time in my life I was I was pretty fit. Um, but lately, past few years, you know, just just dad life uh, yeah. takes over things as far as as uh, why fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do recognize that there are health benefits to it. You know, autophagy being one of them, mm. um, getting rid of old cells and, and, and starting new. I guess I got into the fasting thing from being on keto diet for a long time. Uh, that was a few years ago. That was one of my kicks that I was on. Um, and understanding that when your body goes into a fasted state, that it focuses its time and energy on other things. True. autophagy, getting rid of old cells, rebuilding your immune system. Uh, but for me, it's mostly about showing mastery over my own body, hmm. showing mastery over my own wills and desires. True. You know, who, who's in charge? Yep. My hunger, my wants, you know, what is a need? Hmm. Those kind of things. That's that's really why I do it. I, I kind of like that True. that sense of of empowerment. Um, mm. For me, also the reason that I I did it at that time was in a spiritual sense. Um, it was a time of fasting and prayer. Really, I mean, at that time I was praying about two hours a day. Right. Um, so it it was a, it was more of a spiritual quest for me than it was a health quest. Well, yep. Yeah. 
And and was it your first time? I'm guessing. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many times I fast. Maybe a few times a year. I'll, I'll do this. Long fast. Two, two three times. Yeah, I'll do the long fast. Nice. I don't really find a lot of challenge in the the 24 to 48 hour fast. True. Yeah. It's it's kind of easy. Mm. Um it's that 72 hour fast that really yes. that really gets you. That's that's the challenge. Yeah, the longest yeah, the longest I've done was like yeah, a little over 72 hours, yes. And what what was your reasoning behind it? Uh I remember I, I like I had like some sort of infection in a nose and a friend recommended that I should fast hmm. and see inflammation inside my nose and he's like uh, yeah. I should fast and see if that goes away so then and or oh, if anything triggers so that was my reasoning to actually get into it and then and I remember while while being on that fast is like there's like as you said there's like more time to do other things it's like one of the one of the things I was doing is uh, to re- researching the benefits of fasting and and, and as you pointed Keep it out going. yes <laughs> yeah yeah you need that reminder. Why am I doing this again? Oh yeah, let me. Yeah, let me watch a quick YouTube video on YouTube video. Autophagy. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. But but the thing misery, is, misery like, loves company. Yes, and lately I've. Uh, I mean, I'm not lately, but uh, the. So, I'd say I'm someone that loses weight fast. I have the, uh, I guess, an opposite problem than most. I don't gain weight. Like I lose weight faster. So so the fasting doesn't help me there because I tend to lose like a yeah a few kilos or pounds uh but and and I also train uh like uh, train heavily and I train jiu jitsu so like that's probably like 2 hours a day mm-hmm. or 1 hour wow. yeah so that's commitment mm. so yeah so I lose weight easily so lately I haven't fasted but yeah I should probably like do one soon is there a spiritual element for it for you too no no spiritual element yeah i i, I have my uh how do i put it but like uh, this the spiritual uh like i have times when i uh, get into spirituality and then like mm-hmm. yeah, then step away but yeah well was that always for you like uh since you were younger that there was always like a spiritual element or you've uh, yeah i think uh, so Okay. You know, I, I've always been, I've never strayed from Christianity, mm. you know, for me. Um, but I would say there have been times where I've been less spiritual. Okay. I don't know. That's, that, that's a tough question to answer. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty damn steadfast in the past uh, yeah. 15, 16 years um, in, in, in my spirituality and, and where I'm focused and, and where my heart is and my connection to God. That's, uh, that's been good and strong. And every, every once in a while I, I, I do that. I, I fast and I, I give thanks and I give praise and, and, um, you know, just make sure that I'm putting the effort out and in, in the appreciation for, for what I have. And that's one of the ways that I know how to do it. Yeah. And is this, uh, I mean, so I lost my train of thought again, but uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to ask. But did I? Oh, yeah. So something that I came across on your Twitter or, or I came across on Twitter was. You mentioned raising a cow. So is that something you mm-hmm. actually do? Yeah. Yeah, that's something okay. that uh, I started that, and that, that's a, a was another reason for that particular fast. The, the last one is that it was time to take that cow to slaughter. Mm. Um, so I thought that was a sacrifice that that I could do. I could do a short fast to to show my appreciation for the fact that this animal had, had given its life to to nourish my family. Um, right. Yeah, I heard Untapped Growth, Joel, on TFTC with Marty Bent a long time ago. And he's talking about, this was before I started getting into the Mestadel, but he's talking about regenerative agriculture. Mm. He's talking about the carbon cycle. He's talking about how ruminant animals on land is some of the most beneficial 
practices that that you can be involved in as far mm -hmm. as healing the land turning dirt into soil and i really became fascinated with that concept because you often hear from the environmental left and how beef production is bad for the environment um how somehow i don't know how this mental gymnastics on this but a vegetarian lifestyle is beneficial to the earth you have to have ruminants on land they're basically <clears throat> take the energy from the sun you put it into the grass they eat it they send it through their system they put it back into the soil they're putting carbon into the soil properly done rotationally grazing animals permaculture principles regenerative agriculture you can actually build up the soil again um when when the earth had plenty of ruminants on it large animals mm. um they built up the soil but when you're planting plants especially monocropping you're stripping everything out of the soil you're putting petrochemical fertilizer inputs back into the soil that stokes growth but it doesn't do anything for yep. for putting the nutrients back in i was like wow fuck mm -hmm. doing this all wrong like i i want to be a part of this um i i want to have my own cow and, and i want to raise beef for my family and i want to try this this rotational grazing thing and so i did i went down this deep rabbit hole of of cows and and my partner at work we are together more with each other than we are with our wives you know <laughs> that's kind of the way that that goes that partnership work thing and i'm telling him all this stuff and his he's on a hundred acre farm there where he lives his family farm and i and um in, in talking about that, we're also talking about self-sovereignty. We're also talking about taking care of our families and, and getting together in these communal relationships. And we thought it would be a good idea to start running cows. Um, so we did. He, he got one from his brother. I was a little bit longer on, on the process in, in getting a cow because I have to exhaustively research everything. And... Um, so I developed a relationship with, with that Joel from uh, Joel Untapped Growth or Untapped Growth Joel. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to call him. Developed a, a relationship with him and just picked his brain and tried to learn as many things from him as I possibly could about cows and um, about rotational grazing and a lot. There's a lot to learn there just about grass in itself. You wouldn't believe how much you have to know about grass. So tried to gain as much knowledge from him as I possibly could. And then when I felt comfortable, um, there was a local farmer that has a breed of cows that is, is good for this, this particular type of grazing. Not all, cow, not all cows work, you know, for this. You should probably have a cow that's lower to the ground, a little bit smaller, able to, to live on less. So I settled on a particular breed of cow called Red Devon. And there was a guy down the street that happens to breed those cows and got him and put it on the land and did all that stuff that we were supposed to do. And when it came time to take them to slaughter, I went on a fast and, uh, um, you know, sacrificed that for, yep. as a way of saying thanks to the animal. No, 100% that makes my, sense. Yeah. My journey there. We just had a bunch of meatballs tonight from that cow. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I'm guessing you're consuming, uh, nose to tail. Uh, I would not say nose to tail. Um, I didn't get the tongue. Oh, wow. Uh, but I, I did. <laughs> but I, I did get. Uh, I did get the heart and liver. Right. Which I have not eaten yet. Okay. But but, but I will. Yep. The yep. Uh, the heart it came in a whole package. I didn't even cut it up. So right. I mean, yes. this is going to have to be like a purposeful thing to to defrost the heart and and. Uh, yeah, it's and like cook it's. It up. It's really thick and like yeah, quite big. Like uh, probably yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I took a picture of it. I was like, wow, kind yeah, of surprised yeah. there. Yeah, I remember like someone. Uh, yeah, there was no one that wanted the heart and liver ones uh, from a kill that uh, uh, from a friend's cow that uh, yeah, and then he sent it over to me and it's like ah, oh, like this is the first time I've seen that heart. Like it's really <laughs> thick and like yeah, big. But I would say the tongue is the best. I mean, in my opinion, it's like, yeah, I've probably eaten lots of beef tongue since uh, since childhood. Really? I, I, I never have. It's just not a not a common thing in, in my circles. It's never been offered to me, actually. Right. 
yeah, I think it was uh, my, I forget what you call them, but but this is the family doctor, basically. My family doctor recommend, recommended to my mom, like, oh, like give him a lot of beef tongue or the kids need a lot of like beef tongue. Or whatever. Hmm. All right. I wonder yeah. what the nutritional profile of the tongue is and how it differs from the rest of the cow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure the reasoning behind it as well, but like, yeah, that's why my mom used to probably make that often, like once a month or yeah, once every few months at least. Yeah. Well, now you're making re- me regret not getting the, the tongue ne- next time. Next, next, next time. Yeah. And then you got to, I'll be sure to do you got to ensure that you, like remove the outer layer uh, yeah you got to clean it up nicely so you got to remove the thick out i would layer. imagine so yeah because yeah. they're very rough yeah. tongues yes 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 and then you slow cook it and it gets really nice yeah okay yeah yeah john is there anything else that you wanted to cover off and uh in case uh, yeah just in case i missed asking you anything anything you want to mention yeah uh i, I just want to say that you know, like um, when you go over the origin story of of why people get into Bitcoin and, mm-hmm. and they, you know, what they like about it, what they like, what aspect they like about it, the freedom tech, they like mining, you like privacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think the most important thing in all this is is people sure. and the people we meet and the relationships that we we make. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've tried to focus most on is is building relationships. Um, whether it's in the Meshadel, um, in the Meshadel, we have a, we've got a monthly call together oh. that we all just get together on Jitsi or, or Monster Nest or sometimes Zoom right. in some fashion or another. And sometimes we go over a particular topic in, mm-hmm. in the Meshadel. Um, and that's important, but the most impactful Meshadels that we have mm-hmm. are the ones where we just sit and bullshit with each other mm-hmm. and, and build those relationships. True. Yeah, I'm getting rid of my Twitter account, not for not forever, but just for like a month. Yeah, I think till like till like January, because I want to prove to myself that that's not important. Mm. It isn't the followers that I've gained in that account. It's not a it's not a big account. Yeah, it's the relationships that I've made over the past couple of years. Mm. Um, most of my deeper relationships are are in in Telegram. Mm. So I guess in closing, what I want to say is. Focus on relationships to anybody listening to this pod. Yep. Um, that's what really matters. Because if we are, are to stand up against a state attack, it, it's going to be your, you know, your friends and the connections that you've made with people that are, it's going to get you through it. No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, the people that are going to be if you're standing up against authority. It's the people that are mm-hmm. standing right next to you that matter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well said, John. Uh, I mean, as you were saying, you're going to get, uh, I mean, uh, get rid of your Twitter for, for a few months, but uh, the best place people can find you or reach out to you would be. Well, that, that Twitter account would have been the way uh, for people that didn't know me already. Uh, so I don't know, it, it, it would be to to listen to the show. Um, that's, okay. that's where I sit down and I, I take uh, copious notes and I really prepare for the show and <laughs> write all these things out and that's where my thoughts are and and uh, i say pretty much everything that i think of throughout the month during that show so if you have a whatever you use for podcasts um we like the value for value model mm-hmm. there'll be um n- new availability uh, we're switching platforms here soon um so hopefully it'll work a little bit better with breeze um fountain of course i always respond to to fountain boosts um yep so the the show um, bit by bit, B-I-T, B-U-I, B-I-T. And my episodes are the ones with the, the skull logo, the, the Pleb Miner Monthly on Bit by Bit Pod. Um, awesome. But also on Telegram. I run across people on Telegram. I'm not going to give you my, my Telegram uh, handle. But that's really where I spend a, a lot of my time is, is on Telegram. So listen to the Bit by Bit Pod next month, and I'll let you know what my new Twitter account is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the shitty answer. No, all good. Yeah, and I'll uh, drop links for Ungovernable Misfits. I guess that's a good way of finding the show. So I'll put that 
down in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Crown does a great job of organizing the website. So, oh man. And plus, my, my, my writings are on there too. So, if you want to read yeah. any of my articles, they're under writings. Very cool. Yep. Once again, thanks, John. And yeah, thanks for making adjustments uh, with my timings as well. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person. And I also recommend that you use Podcasting 2.0 apps like Breeze or Fountain FM. I'll link them down below. This will help you earn Bitcoin while you listen and it will also help support the show. Once again, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one.